It's the Widdick Committee, young, talented, gifted, black love and politic talk. Not loving hip hop, but it's knowledge we give out. I hope that you can catch it and try to run it back without fumbling the shit we kicked off. It's not for the simple minded, more for the gifted. I give my opinions. Hope you can rebuttal the shit that I kick. If you can't, then be quiet. Take a seat and just try to soak up the wisdom we spilling. Widdick Committee, gotcha. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you. Then we gon' talk about it. We not those other fools. This ain't your typical hypocritical dummy news. They do that shit for views. We do this for the youth who come behind us. In the trenches, you'll find us. Giving game in the brains of the youngest to remind them of the greatness inside them. Let them know that they can become whatever they wanna be. Just look at me. I'm a young black lion. And yeah, I'm full of pride. Sitting with my lion. This product of my environment. Whether it's brown, dirt, green grass, or iron fence, or a picket fence. Don't matter. Long as you get through it with motivation, dedication, and wittiness, hard work and greediness, even the sky is limitless. You wanna know what my definition of witty is or what wit it is? That's what witty committee is. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, and we gon' talk about it. Yeah, we gon' talk about it. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, and Bell gon' talk about it. Anise gon' talk about it. What's happening, what's happening, it is July 24th, 2019, so it is Wednesday, that means it's a witted Wednesday. Yes, indeed. I am your big homie's big homie, Bear Brown. I am sitting next to the always authentic Annie's Austin. The vivid voice. We have another co-host, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Talk in the, talk, in the building talk, today. Talk, talk, let me move. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? I got my young blood, know what I'm saying? Yeah. In here. Know what I'm saying? Bow, bow, bow. The, the, no I'm saying, know what I'm saying, know what I'm saying, the power with the most shower, know yeah, what I'm saying, the virtues, Virgo, come on with it, know what I'm saying, miss it, miss come on with it, miss, come on with it, cause yeah. she gonna come on with it, yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I got my sister, my blood sister, Mr. Sandra Brown sitting in the yeah, bed yeah, man, give her some applause, man, please, 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 please give her a round of applause, yes, 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 and, um, this episode is episode twenty three. Jordan, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The, the Jordan, the Jordan, the Jordan number in this thing, and we aptly titled this one uh, "Having Nightmares of Dreamville," just based off certain life circumstances that we have started to notice. You know what I'm saying? Implement the recipe. We still haven't forgot. You know what I'm saying? We t- we've taken our own, you know what I'm saying, daily medication by listening to ourselves yes. and. Then instructing ourselves on how to navigate through the trials and tribulations headed towards where Dreamville actually is to us. Uh-huh. Um, we have a special guest in the building. He technically might be like the the, the fourth or guess? fifth I'm like person like we committed. Yeah. <laughs> he I, is, if we don't have nobody other than friend of the show, we can. We, 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 we got the guest. He, he like Bow Wow was on 106 and Park. And <laughs> Mr. Witty <laughs> committed. <laughs> <laughs> we got cured with a K in Kill. the building. Cured yeah. in the building today, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have this young man inside the building. He has a newly released EP that came out last Thursday, and it is uh, a pleasant listen. Honestly, like I'm, 
I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that there is a voice like yours uh, in the city of Birmingham. I really am. And that's very hard for him to say. Man. Uh, there is a very tough critic when it comes down to music. I am possibly tougher in some that in some areas, but some, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we we, we real proud of this one. We real proud of this one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Um, we I, I I titled this episode aptly because of, I mean, in the times that you've been here. You've always hinted towards who your inspirations are, and the one name that's always been reoccurring was Cole, uh, J. Cole, and the fact that he himself is one of your, like the founding pillars of why hip hop means so much to you. When I started to think about the fact that we were gonna have you in the studio and we were gonna talk about your music, I wanted to kind of branch something that we wanted to throw out and kind of merge it with something that I know you resonate deeply with. So that's where the having nightmares of Dreamville aspect came from. So um, I I wanted like I know for a fact that the times that you've been here, you have talked about your music and you know what I'm saying your passions and things of that nature. But I want to go like a level deeper, but since you're using your music, you know what I'm saying as a a template to 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 dive into you rather than just you talking about yourself, you letting the music speak, so 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 to speak. So what um. I wanted to know how, what was the the, the struggle in getting um, this organized to you, like this project, like what was the... Unknown 2 has been coming for quite some time, yeah. um, like it has been a, um, a project that has been awaited a lot and you've been uh, pushing yourself, um, you just had some run-ins with Baton Rouge, like you've been actually doing the necessary work to not only make yourself a local artist, but an independent artist who has a national, you know, stream. You've been doing your due diligence by actually putting yourself out there as not just a Birmingham artist, but an artist that is representing Birmingham. Uh, in other words, what has your process been like? Because you say, you make mention a lot of times that you're your own worst critic. So, what has been... What have, what have your obstacles looked like in terms of, in terms of trying to get towards Dreamville? Like ten of us, 
in the studio. And like we just, just laid a rip on the uh, on the remix, and then I was like, okay, this is this is what I want to do. Right. So that was probably like the struggle. And then like me just playing, like listening to it months before I even thought about dropping it. I already had a playlist set, and I switched. I switched the. Uh, I had switched basically the whole track list, mm -hmm. probably like five times. Yeah, because the album flow, the way the album, the, the way that the project actually flowed is interesting. Um, it seems like it tells a story within itself. What what we, um, me and Ben, we both have our, our personal favorites out the album, but um, I like the fact that you are trying to stay true to yourself, and I like your vulnerability on the project when you're speaking about people coming from less than and being held in certain situations and then them trying to get out of those situations to be great. I think that mirrors a lot of people no matter if your struggle is the streets or your struggle is depression. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us are in our own way when it comes down to actually getting to some level of success because we overthink it. Um, on stereotypes, which was impressive because it was so gritty and I wasn't used to hearing that, that that come from you like on stereotypes and on um feels on feels <laughs> like feels was ridiculous because yeah. I was like yeah man what yeah <laughs> but on on stereotypes you said I got people that's trapped in tra I got people that's trapped in traps trying to break deadly silence. I got some in the system sentenced to death come and find them. What did you mean by that line exactly? Because I know what my mind—I know what my mind went, and I know where a lot of people's minds may go when just listening to it. Like, what were you? What picture were you painting with that? Okay, so the whole outlook of stereotypes was meant to be looked at as, and like, I was kind of bouncing off me and just my people as a whole. You feel me? Not just blacks, like Hispanics, everybody, like. In color, you feel me? Um, mainly, we've been held to like a certain stereotype, and um, I, I know a lot of people, and I feel like a lot of people are placed in situations where they feel like, okay, since we've been placed in this certain space for so long, and we've been looked at like this for so long, and this is all they know us as, mm -hmm. we got to grow up and we got to maintain this type of image. Yeah. You feel me? So, like, I know a lot of people who grew up doing that type of stuff and like realize like okay I don't want to keep doing this or the people that's trying to do it don't they're not privileged to be around the people that's already did it and get a chance to tell them like this ain't the way to go yeah so like when I said those lines like I was basically saying like I do have people that's trapped in traps trying to break their inside like I know people that actually out here doing things that they don't want to do. They're mm. trying to break those habits. But it's it's almost in a sense like uh, me and Curtis talk about this all the time. Well, with the organization, we're trying to find a way that we can actually get these people out of situations and give them something to come to. Instead of just being like, hey man, you got to stop doing this. Yeah. yeah. The only way they right. eat. You're not providing no options. Yeah. yeah. So that's what, that's what I kind of went when I said I was lying. Yeah, I thought it was so so dope because, like, which you make mention to depression, you know, and trap, which 
I thought it was so dope, like saying hearing you say trying to break deadly side since now depression has gotten to a point where people are starting to look at it as a chemical imbalance. Like they're trying to break what that means. They're trying to break the cycle with of just being depressed and having to go through this groundhog day like situation where you keep on reliving the same things, reliving the same things and expecting different outcomes. So I thought it was dope that you actually said that and the bar itself was able to be applied in so many different areas. Like everybody can really everybody can relate to that. Even if you don't have people in the system as far as felons. You know what I mean? You got it's all the system. Yeah, all the system. Hey. Like, yeah. I kinda went like different ways with it because I do know people that's actually blocked up mm -hmm. and in the street it's both ways. So it went a lot of ways. Yeah. And then even with even with them not being locked up, even when you feel me? We in the nine to five. Like, exactly. Exactly. They go for all that because I'm trapped. I feel like <laughs> I'm trapped. Yeah. I just left work today and you feel me? I'm trying to look for a new job and I'm trying to get to a point where I don't have to work for yeah. anybody like myself. Yeah. I'm trying to work for myself and put my people in different positions. That's, we ain't got to do that. That's definitely like, that's probably the cry of the millennial at this point. Like we all are in a position to where we want to have something where we can set the terms and conditions for what success is for us. And one of the reasons why this the title of this story, like that the title of this show, excuse me, is having nightmares of Dreamville is because often in pursuit of success, doubts form in our brains and that, that doubt often is like a another obstacle that we have to go through just to be successful because it's like when you you sometimes are afraid of success because at least when you're not successful, you know the demons that's coming towards you. Like, you know you probably going to poverty, you know, hunger. Like, you, you know what it's like to go to bed hungry. But what is it like to go to bed when you are, when you can feed yourself and you're still hungering for something and you don't know what that is? Like, that's a completely different struggle and a doubt that a lot of people psych themselves out about. Like, we will run towards trying to better ourselves but slow down once we realize the amount of work that it's going to take and the uncertainty that comes with success. So when we when I heard your project, I was like, yo, this this is like a this is like a warrior song. This almost like a victory lap situation because this has been a project that has been it's been coming for a minute and now it's finally here. How do you feel? I feel I feel good. Uh, I I always feel like it's more work to be done. Precisely. I feel like uh, it's it's still room for improvement, mm -hmm. even with it being like a more improved EP from the last. Mm -hmm. I hear like a big difference, but uh, yes. yeah, I hear like a, a huge difference, and I really kind of like, when I made that first one, I was like, man, it's hot, like, they can't mess with this, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that confidence is there, like I said, when I was listening, I was like, man, yeah, 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 I want more of this, I, I want, I want more of this, yeah. because, like, on tails, mm -hmm. like, I was really proud of this project, but I wrote down a lot of my want a lot of my favorite bars because I um, I think that people can listen to this and actually hear it. So in Tales, Cure speaking about an incident when he got pulled over by Homewood. Homewood police pulled him over and he said, they let me go because I'm humble, humming a song while they fumble, not knowing who's standing in front of them. Shit, I ain't no neat. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
one of the things that happens when you're trying to run towards like being great is the realization, like that evolution process that happens when you realize that you can achieve the shit that you're supposed to achieve. Like you actually can do it. Like when you get to that moment where you start looking at stuff as a possibility. And knowing that you have the know-how to achieve the possibility is it's a it's a humbling experience, but it's also a very uh, I don't know the word. It's also a very, it's like graduation. It's worse. No. Is that it's like the nervousness that right? What, what follows? No, I mean that moment when you really realize because he says and he says I ain't know neither. Like, so he was in a process, like, you gotta look at the words. Yeah, yes. So yeah. He, it was in a process where he said, he said, they let me go because I'm humble. And they were humble, they were humming a song as they fumble. They didn't know who was standing in front of them. Mm-hmm. He didn't know either. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like the moment when you realize who you are. Right. Like the moment when you realize yeah. what you're capable of. What you are capable of, like, Silent, like like low on the lowest of keys. I'm really that person. <laughs> right, I'm that deal. I'm really, I really yeah. could have your job though. Like on the lowest of lowest. Like I think that's a moment that people need to stand in because I think that is that does come with fear. That does come with a level worse. When that's you certainty. when you when yes when you start mm-hmm. to figure out who you are. Like when you think you know who you are. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Like man, can I really do that? Yeah. yeah, like, can you really do that? Because on the project, you hear a lot of people congratulating him on the process that he, on, on his growth as an artist. Like, you see, you hear a lot of people saying that. So it's like, when, like that moment when you really start believing the stuff yeah. that people telling you. Yeah. I can hear that on this project. I feel like you graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you graduated. Like, oh. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that you went, you, you know what it is with me. Like, I, I listen to music, but it's like, on this one, it's a lot of bravado on here that I'm like, yeah, buddy. That's it. Yeah, That's it. That's sir. It right that, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's that talk. I yep. heard that on Tales. Like, that, that, that part right there stuck out to me because it's like, for you to admit that you didn't know, it, it implies that now you do know. Do you? Like, I was gonna say, um, it was up to the point where I was like, I had to be driving the car, like, I don't know, it probably was just my paranoia or something. Like, every time I ride past somebody like that, they'd be looking, like, looking in my car, I'm like, bro, what are they looking at? Like, <laughs> I was like, they looking at me, bro, like, just out of nowhere, just out of the blue, I'd just be driving, just be looking, like, I don't know, like, did yeah, something wrong, trying to put two hands on the wheel, but I ain't doing that, like, Yeah, they, they do that. And is that even necessary? You yeah, know, like, it's, it's never necessary. 
just no. take the good, the bad, you feel me? That's why I try to just make, a, make sure I did my, you feel me? Y'all do this, you listen, uh-huh. You feel me? And just kept my occupying like small talk. Make them feel comfortable. Yeah. You feel me? Even though, like, everybody like, fuck to me. Like, okay, you can say that, but when your life. Right, you right. Feel me? Like, on the line, be smart. Be yeah. smart. Yeah. Nobody said be a flunker. Yeah, exactly. Say be smart. So, yeah, it was one of them type moments. But yeah, that when I thought about that line, I was just thinking like, hey, everything was just moving in slow mo. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And that moment again, people were just looking at me like, like all eyes on me. Like, make it really predictable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I um, you have a clip of the news broadcast that announced that police were admitting that they killed the wrong person um, in the shooting of Emantic Bradford um, Junior. What made you want to include that specific part in your project? I, I actually knew him. Uh, I went to school with him at Lawson. And like, uh, it was for a short period of time, but that was like right before I had got into all this stuff. I was getting into because I had actually dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had some problems going on on my end uh, in my hood. And like, it kind of just made me like duck off the scene. So. I really ain't feel it. Be, I, I ain't feel like being around a lot of people. But me and him actually, we had got we had got cool at the point of time. We had started chilling outside of class, out after school. I'd be talking to him till his mama pulled up, and uh, it was just one of them type of situations. And like after I had left school, I had never seen him again. I had his number in there. I used to text from time to time, but uh, I was I was on Facebook. And like Black Friday, I hadn't been to the mall in Black Friday in like three years. But I, when I did go, I knew it was chaotic. So I, I was just like, nah, I'm never going again. And uh, I seen it. And I was like, man, bro, look familiar. And I was like, nah, I know that ain't him. They were saying Emancipate. I, I just knew about EJ. I never knew his real name, but we had, we did get cool though. Yeah. But I was like, nah, I ain't him. And I just kept scrolling. I was like, man, him. You feel me? And then like as I just watch the whole situation unfold like I started seeing more and more videos more videos start going in depth like they start releasing more videos about the shoot yeah and then I was like that's, that's heavy yeah and like in the midst of me making the project that was probably like the third song that I had made but I had made two songs months before that and I was just sitting on them and then like I had Got with uh, me and Gene, like we were just, we were just sitting in the studio out making songs over there. And I was like, man, I'm trying to crank this project back up. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if it really Yeah, mm-hmm. so I had made that track and I did the outro that same night. And we were just sitting back and I was like, bro, this, like, this track would be perfect. Like, for just different scenarios. So when I said, uh, wrong niggas got in the circle and nigga moments start happening. Yeah. That's what it be. Like sometimes that's, that's, that's all it takes. Cause I was never like the, the hood, the stereotype hood nigga. You mm-hmm. feel me? I just knew a lot of those people. I I, I grew up with a lot of them. And, uh, I was always the cool dude. I just hoop, drew, draw, sat in the back of class, chill out. You feel me? And then graduated and all the crazy stuff started happening. So mm-hmm. for that to happen, and like I had lost partners before that, mm-hmm. but for it to be like, okay, I actually knew. Who, yeah, who getting all this? He, this like yeah. national now. You feel? Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah, so to know something, so to know him, and he had got that much attention. When I did it, I was like, I'm just gonna sit on this. 
because I don't want to feel like I'm getting cap I'm getting clout off of this. Yeah, right. yeah. So I feel like it'd be it would it would have been more powerful if I would have released it with a project and the time I released it. Yeah. It's like definitely when uh, Nipsey died, like. Kudos to everybody who showed support to him, but it was just like uh bandwagon. Yeah, a lot of times you didn't know him before he died, exactly. but you see everybody else is on it. Exactly. Let me be on it too. Exactly. So yeah. I, I kind of like, I kind of moved off of that because you know I, I paint too. Mm -hmm. So it was like for me to even listen to him before he died, that that kind of hit close to home too. Exactly. Because we we was we was getting play by play that day it happened. Yep. We was, we was chilling in the car. Had pulled up on my partner Michi and uh, GBT was like, man, you know, uh, Nipsey just got shot. I was like, well, yeah, yeah, bro, he got shot. I'm like, I'm like, straight, he was like, it was like, yeah, he's straight for now. You feel me? It was kind of like in that moment. It was, it was like touch and go. Yeah, it was when it had just happened, and then he had pulled up on Courage, and then he was like, bro, you know, Nipsey dead. I was like, what? Like, just that fast. Yeah. It was like silence and all. Ain't nobody say nothing for like 10, 15 minutes. We just scrolling. Yeah. Just seeing picture, RP, little RP, little. Like what I, can you do? I feel like getting back to what you said about the clout. I think first of all, it is sad as hell that police brutality will always be a relevant conversation in our community. Like there's never a time that's too too early to talk about it or it's never too soon or too late to talk about it so it's sad that that's always something but i do appreciate you being able to showcase that like now nah, we haven't forgot like i'm gonna bring this right back up this happened you know we know that life continues to move fast and the pace of life continues to change and what one hashtag was at there's another one that will be in its place when that one isn't even in the media anymore but ej was in our backyard this was your home and on, and you were a personal you were a personal you know associate of here so it's like i do appreciate that level of vulnerability as well because it's like it hurts on a different it's, it hurts on a way way more different scale when you actually know the person. I think one of the other things that I, I that I want to touch back on is the stereotypes and the need for people to feel like they have to pledge allegiance to a certain stereotype because they are from a certain background. And I think that's something that gets in the way of us trying to get be great too. Because if all you have ever been told or shown was gang culture or the ghetto and nowadays people rapping about the hood like it's a glorious place to be right. you know so you know God has said that you, you your ambition is should be to get out mm. like now people are glorifying these things I think a lot of us are put in positions to where we now feel like we have to cling on to these stereotypes because it's the only kind of it's the only sense of lineage or culture we feel like we belong to so we feel like we have to represent this in order to be successful in some area because if all you've ever had were these options on the table for you it's scary as hell for you to be able to go ahead like I know folks that would rather deal with niggas who sell drugs than to deal with a white man in the suit they would rather they would rather take a scale and an eight ball before they pick a briefcase up and a resume because you know the games and you know the, the, the trials and tribulations that may come from this life but it is completely 
scary as hell to be able to go down this road of success. Like, it's, it's scary to you because you don't know what's on the other end of that spectrum. Yeah. And failing over there may hurt a little bit more than failing over here. I don't think we like know how to get back up from over there. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I don't know this over here. This is unknown. This is uncertainty. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes back to what he was saying about finding yourself. When you find yourself, you won't identify with these stereotypes. You know yes. what I'm saying? I know who I am. Yes. Regardless of what you say I am, I know who I am. Yes. So. I think that's why that was such a, a powerful bond for me. Like, I think, like, how can you know yourself when you never experience? Well, in the sun, like you said, they don't know. And I was like, what is wealth to a lot of people? Like, we have to acknowledge the fact that success looks different for, for different people. Yeah. And wealth looks different for different people. And, I, you know, I get, I'm, I'm going to use that as a segue into to my favorite bar that I've heard so far. I ain't going to say it's my favorite one yet. Like, so far, my favorite one. Um, people telling me I'm filled with greatness. How could I not make it? The only way that can happen is if I stop pacing myself in the races, chasing these false pavements. Like, try When, first, hard. Hard. Hard, first of all. But. But, Q ran, y'all, <laughs> at least 16 balls straight. Like, run. I'm talking about, pew, and it was a JSM. Yeah, like, like man. Okay. Two, I got two parts to it. Explain how, what you felt right that. Just that one line, like, how? What were you trying to get the listener to? I guess understand through your words. Uh, uh, I think around that time, that was that was the second one I had recorded. So that I recorded that like seven months ago. Uh, around that time, I was sick. I think I had just came down with the flu. That was dope. <laughs> Trying to get in the booth while I was sick because I wanted like one of them. I don't know, it's just cliche. Cause like you be spitting, yeah, you sick, you ill. Uh, you know, it, I ain't gonna say even that. It was just something like uh, I I listen to certain tracks and then like you could just hear like like even while I was cold on one of his mixtapes, he was, you could hear that he was kind of hoarse, but he was kind of sick. Mm -hmm. And like I, I just wanted one of them moments. Where I was like, let me write this. Let me write some hard feel, some deep, something that I'm feeling. You feel Your Jordan flu game, man. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I just wanted to go in the booth and spit while I was sick. Cause I was like, hey. But writing that, uh, um, I feel like it was really just self-explanatory. Like people telling me, you feel me? I'm great. You feel me? I'm this and I'm that. Like that, I can I can reach a certain level, and I feel like the only way that I won't do that is if I stop chasing. You feel me? What I'm what I'm on in the first place to even have them tell me like, okay, you this, you feel me? You gonna you gonna be this? You gonna be you gonna be a great? You feel me? Only if I keep that same that same mentality of what I'm already chasing. The only way I can, only way I ain't gonna get it is if I if I stop chasing. You feel yeah. Right. Chasing false papers. Yeah. Money. You yeah. Feel me? If all I'm chasing is money, then I'm gonna I'm gonna wind up switching up somewhere. Exactly. Because yeah. you gonna you gonna find the higher value. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's really what I'm trying to stay away from. Cause like I live in the hood, you feel me. So all I'm around is people that that really gonna tell you what it is. Like they ain't sugarcoating, you feel me? They 
they they in the street, they doing what they gotta do for their fans. So if I come around with something authentic like this, they can be the hardest dude. And that's really where I done got some of my best responses from. Some of the hardest niggas in the hood, they be like, bro. Yeah. Like, I done been on this for a certain amount of time, but keep doing that. Like, crip that. And stay around the corner from my grandma house. I was walking down the street the other day. He was like, hey, bro, when that project drop? I'm like, shit, by next week, feel like that. My uh, courage, he said he was walking down the street one day and one of my uh, one of my OGs was like, hey, man. He was, tell, he was telling about me. He was like, man, that nigga Mike, he, like, he got something. Like, yeah, he got something. Like, I was like, yeah, moments like that, like, even if I experience some or somebody experience some fun, you feel me? We're going to always sit around and we're going to, we gonna sip our wine and we gonna talk, you feel me? And we gonna be like, hey, this this motivation. Yeah. And the only way we gonna die, the only way we ain't gonna get it is if we stop doing what we doing it for. Like pushing through our momentum. Yeah, exactly. Don't lose momentum. Exactly. For the money. For the money. That's all, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, he came on the first of all, he came on the track. Real, real bossy. Then they told y'all to get with it or get with that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Now, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? He came on there and said, get with it or get with that. And he told y'all that. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't us. He we told, didn't say that. He, he told said y'all that. Y'all listen to that. Yeah, he the one who said that. You know what I'm saying? I like the fact that then they said, I got to tell myself I can't forget the mission. Like, training your brain for success is one of the things that proves to be one of the most difficult things to do especially if you're in a, in a crazy situation like if you're in a crazy environment it is difficult sometimes having to train your brain to 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 do or to keep your momentum when there's everything around you right. trying to stop you from right adversity yes it's everywhere yes like it is it is difficult to continue to move forward when you are in a position when everything around you, whether it's your loved ones, I mean, you don't have to be in the, the slums or the ghetto to, to encounter <laughs> adversity. Trials and you know, your trials, your tribulations, the name, he named the song Trials, I'm just trying to tell y'all. <laughs> the name of the it's unknown out. trials, actually. It's um, out. It's, it's, you it's know, out. <laughs> it's because you don't know what your trial or what your test will look like but you do have the responsibility of letting everyone knows what your testimony sounds like mm -hmm. you have to be able to put yourself in a position to to say those affirmations like get with it or get without it I'd rather be, I'd rather be caught with it or caught without it you know you have to stand on whatever your mission is one of the things I found that helps me in trying to reach my success is I write down my own mission statement like I write down what my own mission statement is for that day. What is my mission today? What what do I have to achieve today? It's not achieving life. You have to take this day by day. And a lot of us get overwhelmed in our situations with looking at how much stuff we have to do just yeah. to break even. It's like concentrate on doing, yeah. on moving, on, on keeping your momentum. That's the thing that's going to keep you afloat. So no. what's your goals? What do what does your timeline look like? Do you give yourself you Timeline know? is the enemy of all momentum. Placing yourself on a timeline, not a schedule, but a timeline is an enemy to all of your plans, like all of your your dreams, all of your ambitions, because if you put yourself in a position to say by this age or by this time I need to be here. 
Well, then if you aren't there, then all of a sudden you pay, you point yourself and you paint yourself as a failure. Right. When, right. Why not just say, okay, I want to be in charge of getting this done on this day. Your daily bread, as Sebastian Cole says, like we want to be in control of what we do today. You right. know what your you know what your goal is eventually, but you know what God do. We tell him our plans, and he laughs. You don't know what the biggest goal for your life is, but help yourself along the way by doing what you need to do to stay afloat. Keep your momentum. You right. know, keep your momentum. I don't have uh, I, I don't have a a timeline anymore, man. I said I wanted to be married by twenty five. <laughs> I want to have children at twenty six. I was gonna have me a house. Girl, go have me a whole house. I'm talking about, I was jumping out. I was jumping off the porch. Uh, Life give you a whole reality check. And like, who you think you talking to? <laughs> 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 who you think you playing with? <laughs> 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 now, you, now you messed up. You, you thought. <laughs> yeah, you thought. Yeah. Stone Cold's gonna beat yeah. Life, life got his homeboy problems down the street behind the corner. Yeah. And he on the other side just watch you walk down the street. He was like, yeah, so get that nigga cup. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker nigga, heard you, heard you were talking about goals. <laughs> heard you out here trying to get ahead. Yeah, sucker nigga. Trying right. to be successful out there, thing. Yeah. I, I, I had one. Um, being that um, Cole is your inspiration, what does your dream look like? Like, what do you want to cultivate this into? Somebody slammed the door with some muscle in there. <laughs> Kind of put you in the timeline in a sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but oh, it makes I, sense. I mean, I wouldn't say that. You know what I'm saying? My dream, not necessarily saying I have to achieve this by this point, but yeah. ultimately, my dream yeah. is to do this, is to be this. You know what I'm saying? It's just inspiring to be something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is what my success looks like. This is what my dream looks like. But that's true. But where I was getting at, it's certain time, it's certain things. I feel like. Should be done within a certain time limit, or it's kind of like okay, if this is not done by this time, it's kind of like time to find somewhere, or I need to fade back. Like okay, Jay Z, he, you feel me? He he did what he had to do coming up, but now he really kind of like reinvented himself into like a, like a boss. Like you feel me? Right. Like he making like different type of moves. It's not just rap. You yeah. He got to an age where he's like, okay, I can rap, but I rather really must do this. Exactly. You know? On the back end. Now, yeah. for people that's not as fortunate to get to a certain level, or as as talented to get to a certain level that he own, like if I'm still rapping like by 40, 50, like, all right, now he's looking at. If you ain't did nothing by then, it's like, okay, now it's time. 
you gonna invest in something, you gonna right. invest in somebody. I said that time we need more residual income. Exactly. You know? Like I don't need you on the front line still trying to shoot make videos and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. drop mixtapes. <laughs> Dang. We gonna laugh at you. I'm just like that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's limiting. So dream, yeah. like I feel like to me, doing what I do, I feel like I would only want to take it as far as I can. And me being the beholder of that, you feel me? All I can do is keep praying, keep trying to be the best person I can be, keep trying to serve God the best way I know how, and pray that that opens up many doors. Yeah. And pray to that, you feel me, it gets me to a certain level that I was, that I prayed that, you feel me, he allowed me to make it to. Right. Because mm -hmm. everybody not meant to, you feel me, be cold, Kendrick, or be just the top-notch rapper, you feel me. And I'm blessed with a skill, and I understand that. So, with my words, like, with this project, I wanted to make sure, like, I got better from the last tape, but mm -hmm. that people understood, like, where I came from. They recognized the growth, and I felt like I wanted to tell more of a story on this one. And like even with putting it together, like I had so many concepts, but really the concept was uh, the last concept that I stuck with was shades of pure. That's why on the cover, like it was different shades on my I face. Saw. Yeah, so it went from like dark to light. Mm -hmm. You feel me? With the sun behind it and like different shades, sun rays and stuff like that. So like even with the darker. The darker moments of the tape. Represent to like depression and your yeah, dark stages, exactly. you know. So, and then with the first one, Mr. Unknown being everybody loves the sunshine, mm -hmm. the sun in the background. Right. Mm -hmm. You feel me? That's the that's the top. The top of it is sun coming down to shade secure. And then it's like, okay, now it's an open bar. It's, it's an open door. Like, okay, bet. So I go from uh, stereotypes to tales. Which is kind of like more gritty and dark. Then you feel me? It, it kick off with the um, it kick off with the uh, appreciation skit. Then it go to uh, uh, not trials. It go to trap. It go to trap. Talking about depression. I mean that was that's first of all we have to. This is one of my favorite things about your you as an artist. Them first lines be. That, that pull you in. <laughs> like, you you don't miss on them. Like, yeah. and I think it's laughable, like, when you say it, because it's like, oh, Scorp snap, Scorpion on the beat. Yeah. Like, Get over it. <laughs> like, it's, it's laughable when, when you can say it, but it's like, it's a lot of artists who you, you got to let it marinate a little bit before you right. actually you got to listen to it a couple times. Yeah, but, but now, I'm just listening to the music and then just give me a minute. Just to talk about depression, okay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Give me a minute just to talk about depression. We take a light, my nigga. Really, that's a weapon used against us when we feel like we are less than. Now we stressing about what really don't mean nothing. Like that's cold, cut. That's that. That is literally how it is. And I, I love, bravo. I love the fact that you said that it is a weapon because when you. When you use, like when you're talking about depression, some people make it seem as if, some people make it seem as if we still not willing to talk about it as if it is something that is actually real. Like we still not able to talk about it as if it's something that's like, like you still have people who in their ignorance make it seem as if depression is something that you could just pray your way out of. But 
we don't we don't talk about those people who use it as a weapon in order to make you feel even lower than what you are. You know what I'm saying? Like when you are in the state of depression, you will get people that will attack you in ways and make that seem as if this is something you probably won't get out of, or this is something that you probably will always have to deal with. This is something you're gonna always have to fidget with. You're gonna have to just continue to have this around you. And we don't realize the the amount of the amount of pain. Pressure, yeah, the amount of pressure that, that that puts us in, like when you, especially when you somebody that come out and say, yeah, I, I deal with depression. Then you deal with a bunch of people who look at that, like, oh my God, you're so strong. But you also look at other, it's other people that's looking at you like, I know what button to press with you. So it's also a way for us to look at it like it's it's something for for us to look at it and look at like. Even you can acknowledge that you have depression without depression being at the forefront of your right, mind. Right, right. Like you don't have to fall into depression every time something happens that may trigger you because then you become you become a puppet with strings on you. Yeah. You know, and I thought that that was that was very apt because nobody really has said that. Like we talk about depression as something we should listen to, but it's like. You know, sometimes we really just need to be able to compartmentalize this shit and, and, and move with it, like yeah. maneuver through it. Because what I feel like, because I ain't gonna lie, I really... Thank you, Cash. I feel like I feel like I be depressed at certain times mm. of my life, you feel me? Like, like, I didn't even, like, had time in school, but it's just, like, it's just a certain season. Like, I just fall into, like, oh, really? a state of mind. Like, it like is. Every time. It is. Like, Seasonal depression on. is a thing. Yeah, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, I'll be at my all-time high. Like, everything going to good. I'm walking through school feeling like the man. I'm going to Motherfucker, one to come around, they be like, Walk through there and be like, man, don't look at me. <laughs> you don't know my baby. Yeah, <laughs> right now, like, that type of feeling, like, I, I, done, I feel like I didn't, I didn't had that time, like, on numerous occasions. Like, mm-hmm. even after school, I feel like it got worse because it'll be like, okay, now it's just not like a daily routine where I gotta wake up and go to school. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of used to knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. I graduated. I ain't got no job, smoking weed, mm-hmm. I'm broke, so mm-hmm. I'm scrambling up money, like, at this part of my life, so it was like, okay, I didn't know how to cope with it, Right. how I did, just going to school, it was like, okay, I gotta get up, my mama gonna be yelling, you feel me, I ain't dead around the house, Yeah. that's like, adding on top of it, like, yeah. I'm already feeling some type of weight, and then, like, I kind of felt like the spirit is just like, all around me attacking me. Yeah. Like, I, I ain't know what to do with it. I went on no spirituality, none of that. Like, so I ain't know how to like. But you know how to identify what it is. So. Yeah. And now, now, yeah. back then though, it was like, uh, I'm finna go crazy. Like, yeah. I'm finna spaz. Yeah. Let me go smoke a blunt. Yeah. You feel me? And that just made it worse. Yeah. Like paranoia. It's like all that. Like, and it amplifies what's in your head. Especially. Right. I can't yeah. think straight. So. I eventually had to kick the weed, mm-hmm. you feel me, and uh, like once I started learning what I learned, like uh, getting deep into the Bible, I understood like the spirits attack, oh, yes. like heavy, especially when they know 
Oh yes. Especially when they know that you you not like you not you not regular. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They knew where you were going. Exactly. You know, and they was trying to attack you while yeah. you were there. Exactly. Yeah. So that was one of those moments I was kind of talking about because it was like when you when you understand you depressed and then like they try to use it as a they use it as a weapon. You feel me? Like it's a weapon. To make you feel like you less than it's like okay yeah well you're never gonna get out of it like exactly. you're just a depressed individual exactly that's what you that's you gotta say depression as a part of your your personality at this point mm -hmm. yeah my name is Anise and I, I got red hair I'm depressed <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I like juice and I, I like rum sometimes I frequently am depressed <laughs> <laughs> so like you you do it is something that I feel like I'm happy that we're talking about mental illness. I believe in mental illness. I know that it's a thing. I know that it should be treated with severity, but I also know that you have to train your brain in different ways. And one of the things, depression isn't one size fits all. Like it, it registers with different people differently. But one way that I think everybody should realize is it doesn't have to register in you 24 seven. Like you don't have to make this a part of you, you you should you have to know that it is there, recognize that it's there, and then continue to try to work with it, not work with it inside of you. Work with it, you know. Don't let that just be where you choose the hill you choose to die on. Don't lay down and let it beat the brakes off. You know what I'm saying? You yes, you have to. And that was one of the things that was so fascinating about this project because there was darkness there was like the shades of kill there was a level of darkness but it was still it was still very very positive it was still a very light project you know on fields that was appreciate that guy on fields that was that was that was some but then you know you know the name of the game <laughs> you know what I'm saying I was like whoa you know the name of the game be better to get your change snatched <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, until my voice completely went, I was like, oh, okay. But what he says immediately after that is, if you never knew little pain, how could you put some pain on wigs? You know what I'm saying? That's tough. Like, it, it made people have to, it made me have to continue. It made me have to bring that back into the, 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 the topic. Like, on this road to Dreamville, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to have a lot of things happen to you that will essentially be just flavor in yourself. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. There'll be a lot of things that happen to you, a lot of your experiences that you will go through that will essentially turn you into a beast that you not only know, but are proud of. The evolution process, like I was saying earlier when he was saying he didn't know who he was, like that is a graduation moment because all of the things that you were so afraid of, there's light that shines in these dark areas and now you can identify what your demons are. You can identify your demons, you can see your stressors, you can see your foes, you can see your enemies, you can see when you finally realize who you are, right. when you finally are able to see who you are and how your energy, your your spirit, whatever words you want to call it, but you know what I'm saying, how you affect the world. 
Like when you really look at yourself and say, you know what, this is how I affect the world. This is me. This is what I have as a contribution to the human race. This is how I will mold and manipulate all forces around me to better the world itself. And sometimes you have to look at that. That will that will aid you in your momentum. Yeah. It's like when you are when you first start driving. You drive and you you, you drive with caution twenty four seven. Like you probably could stand to turn fast, but you still turning slow. You know you just want to make sure safety is the name of the game. But once you learn the roads, once you learn the vehicle, once you get a, a good spatial, you know what I'm saying, optics going on. You are able to move quicker, move faster. You know different directions to take. You know shortcuts. You know detours. You know the back way. You don't even got to get on the freeway like everybody else do because they feel like that's the fastest way to get there. No, you can take your time. That is what comes from knowing yourself. That's what comes from conquering yourself, the recipe. That's what comes from controlling your emotions. Mastering your energy and denying your flesh. You can take these tenets and be able to apply them there and not be so afraid of success. Success looks like a big monster with the lights off. Success looks scary when the lights off. It looks like the boogeyman in the corner. It, it looks like the boogeyman in the corner when your lights off. Y'all know how like when y'all be in y'all room and it be a pile of clothes or something like that, and, you come, and the lights be off, and you be like, "Oh snap, they finna kill me!" It's 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 tall pile. I mean, it's it's stainless steel. Nigga, he finna come in with the bloop 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 light. Yeah, but when you turn the lights on, you like, okay, okay, I need I need forty clothes. Because, <laughs> so. <laughs> like that's that's what success is. Like when you finally know yourself, man, you can just light your room up and find out yeah. exactly works for you. Yeah. Mhm. So, um, mm-hmm. what was I mean? Going back to your project, like what was the song you made that made you feel like this is gonna be special? Uh, for me, it's always outro. Man, the outro cold as hell. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Did I just say that? Boy. Yeah. And it's so dope that you got you got courage. Yeah. That 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 meant a lot. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was That uh, was beautiful. I knew I wanted to have him on it. Because we was uh, initially talking about doing the track together. But it didn't work out like that. Because when we went to New Orleans, I mean, we went to Baton Rouge. Um, I was telling him, like, he wanted to be on. I was like, look. I'm gonna close it out. I was like, shoot, the best opportunity is gonna be while we down here. So I had bought my studio down there. And like, he was knocked out on the couch when we caught the studio up. <laughs> so we went upstairs and I, had, I was like, bro, we ain't had no sleep. I was like, I know he probably ain't gonna be in his, you feel me, his best element. I just knew that like, yeah. off instant. You yeah. feel me, he tired, we ain't had no sleep for real. I was in go mode though, so I was like, man, we probably finna do a track before we, because we had to leave in like three hours. Mm-hmm. So we crank it up. I had wrote a verse in like 15 minutes, and then we had to just lay it down, mix it up, and put it on SoundCloud. So uh, when we got back, I was like, shoot. He said, he'd been telling me, he was like, man, I'm sending my voice memo. Who do it? So I was like, shoot, don't do it. So I had hit him up, and I was like, it's gonna be the last night, gonna crank it up, you feel me? And he had sent it. And then, like, <clears throat> I, uh, I had been listening to that outro for like, five months and it was not done like even 
before the beat switch, I still didn't even complete that whole verse. Mm -hmm. So like, I, um, the night, matter of fact, I, the remix wasn't the last thing I recorded. It was the, um, it was the outro because the night before I recorded the, the last part of that, um, we had just did the Unknown Fire remix. Went to work, got sent home because I had got that late because we had like it was like that was like a, a dream. That was like a dream moment. Like it's it was a blur. Like, yeah, it was like 30, 30 niggas in the studio. We just we just up like everybody writing verses. I done took a I done took a, a walk around the block. We in love and that. Mm -hmm. I done walked around the block. <laughs> <laughs> like, you said hard body to God, yeah. but <laughs> so much going on. Like, hey, I just got I got to step away real quick. Let me write a little. Let me write this verse. You feel me? And I came back to the crib. And he was like, "Where you was, bro?" I was like, "I just walked the block real quick." You feel me? So got got to work late the next morning. They sent me home. That's where that line came from. I was like, when you supervise some asshole, mm. you feel me? They had just sent me home that morning, so I came back. Gene had just showed me how to record on Studio One. So he had left to go to the dentist. He hoarding in that sleep. I walk in, I crashed for a little minute, and now I'm like thinking, I'm like, I'm finna be productive. You mm. feel me? I ain't finna just sit on the couch and do nothing. So I got to go across the studio, and I uh, listened to the beat a couple times, wrote the end part right before the beat switched. And then like recorded myself and I just went in the booth and I just like spit it out like I might be thinking about retirement. Uh, do the album and sit in silence. Like that was all off the fly. Like I ain't even write that. I just felt that. Like that's yeah. how I felt. It sounded like that. Like yeah. that the outro is probably the most organic sounding track. Mm -hmm. it, it it's and I, I figured you did it like that on purpose, but it's even more of a it's even more of a a moment for me to hear that you didn't do it like that was just that was just how you were feeling. Like, I felt like you did that on purpose because it, it left us with something more to look forward to because this whole project he been man it's so crazy because like on the first on the first song you could hear you could hear currents. Like you could hear spittle. And then like with stereotypes it's like okay Kendrick good kid man okay <laughs> I see a lot of that, and then as we continue going down the project, we can see what Cole has has his influences. But on the outro, sound like oh, yeah. oh, oh God! Oh, on oh, the outro, it was like yeah, I li I do listen to a lot of Tanya. I'm not gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. If if Cole probably ain't come around, Kanye would have been there. I mean, you I, actually said that like this that this that Kanye this that that DJ Cole like. I mean, but for me, it's, it sound like yay, but it more so, the point I'm making is it sound like you. Like, it sound like, like when you were like, I might retirement. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay then. Well, we, we cooking with oil now. We cooking with oil now. So it's, it was, it sounded like you. And I think that's one of the things that sometimes people are afraid of. They are afraid to 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 feel what what true elevation looks like. They are they are afraid of themselves operating on more energy than what they are accustomed to operate on. They are afraid of what this monster looks like because they don't know if it's truly a monster or if it is just a sentient being. Mm -hmm. They are afraid of if if they can truly control themselves in this element. 
So I like the fact that the outro was like that because it left it left me. I won't speak on most people because I know I'm, I'm weird. It left me with with this thirst for like, okay, now what is he gonna do next? At this point, he can't say he unknown no more. At not, this point, at this point, you can't say you can't you okay unknown one unknown two. Yeah, I could probably get an unknown three somewhere deep off in your... So, okay, in the middle of your... I got to remind you niggas, unknown three. But the next project don't need to be unknown. Like, because at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, people actually telling you, like, all these people, all this appreciation posts that you got to at your app, like, nah, people are actually saying, hey, yes, sir, like... Peter Parker was on there, like, man, my nigga growing up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, Peter Parker on there. I was like, okay. Well, that must be different. Like, do you think, obviously, it's different. The the run for promoting this project is different than the first. It's like you a sophomore or some shit. You know, I don't know. You can't be a sophomore at this point. You got to be going to college. Yeah. And you say he graduated. He graduated. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he graduated. <laughs> Cap and gown me, please. <laughs> hey, you got a, got a little certificate. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask. Um, I had a just, certificate. Just, <laughs> 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 Piggy off what she said. Like when I first, the first song I heard, I do hear currency, and I'm like, I know other people have walked, has walked up to you and be like, man, like, Bruh. you sound like Spiller, or you sound like like the way. You come in is it's like it's it's lovely to the ears, like because so many times we think about what if if this artist had made a song like this. He's supposed to say Michael Wise, Michael Wise, Michael Wise. <laughs> but you come in and on that first one, and I can hear the the, the currency influence, and on the songs that you hit, we are cold. Like all these respective artists. If they were to listen to this project, what song would you want them to listen to first? Brilliant question. Mm. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Uh, out of all the songs I want them to listen to, uh, would be Trials. Trials would be a good one, but I would want them to listen to. Uh, I got something on the track. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Because, uh, I mean, if they, if they all yours, like, you all, you're supposed to feel special about all of them. Yeah, I do, man. But it's one, it's one that I'm just, like, holding to my heart because I feel like I blacked out. <laughs> uh, crazy. And that ain't trying? <laughs> it ain't trying. Okay. Okay, Ted, uh, give me the gift. It's action. <laughs> I know, action. The, uh, the waves, the joy, badass waves. Uh, because, like, I felt like out of all of them, that's kind of like the one that glued everything together to me. Uh-huh. Because uh, I was more so talking generational-wise, you feel me, like towards the end. Because I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, man, reach the generations and anyone, anybody you can find, you feel me, like speaking to them, like anybody. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to just be in this generation. I want it to be in any other generation. Like I want, I want positivity, and I want truth, and I want love. Like to be speak uh, spoke about 
to all the generations and anybody you can find, my nigga. That's how I ended that bit. Like, I just felt like that, that, that came off more naturally. And like, when I came up with that, we gonna get it right. We gonna, I messed up in the group probably like 14 times. So I was telling myself that. I was like, we, we gonna, gonna get, get it right. right. We gonna get it right. You feel me? And I ran through the beat. Like, when I came up with that, it kind of made me comfortable and it kind of set me in a little mood and then like I kind of like just came on with like a certain a certain passion and I ain't want no I ain't want no punch ins I wanted to run through it because I wanted to feel authentic you feel me yeah. like it, it was either certain parts of the beat where you could tell like when I was like we on four or five inches I kind of like I was running out of breath and I had to take a look and I had to get it back like I wanted to be like that uh-huh I did that on trials too, that's why you can hear so many uh-huh. like I wanted to sound like I, I didn't take no 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 I ain't punch in. Momentum. Yeah. Like the trial I was sitting there listening to trials, like and first forty five seconds I'm saying like he took a J sample. Okay, he gonna have to come with it. Big <laughs> he gonna Big have to come corona. with it. He gonna have to come with it. And even this I, I was saying this to her, like I, I was trying to say that she was zoned out. Um, before the show started, I'm like, do you know the gall it takes to select a J sample? And people hear it, and they actually give respect to the person that's talking? Yeah. Like, you have to come in saying something worth listening to. I like girls, girls. Yeah, and then it's, it's the sample he used. Like, yeah. that's not a sample everybody gravitates towards. Yeah. And the fact that you chose that sample, the girls, girls, girls sample, but... You spoke about stuff that touches everybody, and you spoke so much from the soul on a sample that you won't think people would do this on. Yes. Like, I think it was perfect. And I was like, I'm 45 seconds in. I was like, I didn't say it out loud, but I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it. This it. Yeah, yeah this is it. And then, like, I'm like, I need another one. He got to hit me one more time before I say this is my favorite. <laughs> and then, t- 10 seconds later, boop, I said, yep, okay. We ain't here now. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's Curry's favorite one. Really? Yeah, I, uh, Man, I recorded that bit. I pulled up on him in his video shoot. He had shot his first video. And I was playing that bit out loud. He was like, he was all the way across the street. And he heard it. He was like, he pointed at me. He was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, actions, it actually just sit in my heart a little hard. I feel like I ain't going to even lie. Uh, up under the outro, the outro <clears throat> is kind of like, one of my favorites, but I think Actions kind of had like another spot. But you feel me? It's kind of like neck and neck just because of what I was talking about and how I was feeling at that moment. Yeah. I recorded that while I was sick too. Word. So, word. Yeah. <laughs> these are sick songs. <laughs> this me giving my out. These are my sick songs. I think that that's, that, that is something to be celebrated because people don't know. How much, how much healing is brought to you by doing something you love when you see it. Like, they don't know how healing it can be. So, sometimes I find myself writing, or I'm sure you can find yourself writing in, in moments when you don't feel your best. Right. But it's healing to your soul. If you heal your soul, your body should follow. You know, so it's like, I can appreciate somebody taking their moments of trials and tribulations and still continuing to work through it because I know like with this show, me and Belle say all the time, like if we ain't had a show, like it's over. Like if we didn't have a show, we weren't doing something that we felt was 
stimulating the minds of the people that was around us and giving a platform for people who we actually look at as leaders in their own right if we weren't actually the ones that was doing this in the midst of our own trials and tribulations our momentum would stop and we would cease to be like we do have to tell ourselves the bitch every time we come in here like the the anthem to do work do work it's always been it like it's always been the year to w whether whether w mean wealth you know what i'm saying whatever whatever that means for you wisdom like, whatever it means for you, it's always going to be work. <laughs> work. You know, witness. Whatever you got to do, this is the year to W. This is the year to break through and actually stop allowing fear to be the boogeyman in your, in, your, in your way that's preventing you from actually doing work. Like, doubt will, will trample upon you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes... Like, especially when we do this show, it's like, man, I have to tell that like, don't even look at the numbers. Don't look at the numbers. Don't pay attention to who listens to us because it's still crazy sometimes how now when we go places, they be like, we listen to the show. And we be and shocked every time. That's, that's well, I be shocked. I don't, I don't know if she be shocked, but it catch me off guard. Like, I've only had it happen like once or twice. And uh, a kill. Shout out to kill. Like, I had no idea this man was listening at all. Yeah. And we at Freedom House for um, GI's Battle Rap event. And he walked up on me and said, man, when you go upload the next one, I'm like, oh, the show. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm trying to listen. I was like, bro, okay, pre- I'm going to get on it. I promise you. And like five minutes later, it hit me. I'm like, he listens that much that he knows we haven't uploaded one. Like, that's that's wow. that's amazing. Like, yeah. to me, like, I, I, I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's still amazing. It's, it's amazing to me, and I'm, I'm, I love that. But I also know who I am. I know you're listening. I know that there are people who don't show themselves who are listening. I know they're watching us. I know people who I've never seen before who comment stuff. And they be like, and they've never been on the show before. They've never been in the comments before. But they hear now. And they know enough now. They laugh when we say certain things. Like for the money. Like they laugh when <laughs> they, they was here for the, for the beginning. Like a core fan base. That's what I mean by knowing yourself. I know for a fact you listen. I know that I have something that, that I pray for. I know that I have something that can be of use to you. I know right. I put my all into this. I know that I put my all in my soul and my spirits. I pray over this. I know that I... I come in here with the best intentions, praying that this reach somebody, that this stimulate a movement in somebody, praying that it's something that I say or Bear says or Chandra says, anybody who we have near us, we pray that everybody around us can say something that will touch somebody. I know that. I know exactly the powers that I have. And because I know that, when I see people tell me, or I hear people say that they listen to me, I see people tell me that they're proud of me. It does me good to hear it's it. It's encouraging. It's encouraging to hear it. But I've been on fire before you even got here to tell me that. Right. Like, all you did was add fuel to the fire. fire. Talk that yeah. talk. You didn't start the fire. Talk that talk, cool. Like, that's all that is for sure. me. That's the difference between knowing who you are and then just humbly walking around like, you sure you listen to me? No, nigga. I know you listen to me. You should. I know you listen to me. I know you listen to what Bell say. I know you see this. I know you see us. 
and we appreciate everybody who does. But why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the that's the feel that I get off of this album too. Like, why wouldn't you, man? I'm out here. It'll be something different if I suck. No, right. nigga, I'm out here really, really, really putting on for the culture. I need everybody that's listening up under the sound of my voice to, to just, if you don't take nothing away from this, first and foremost, before you even decide you want to go for a plan, figure out who you are. Because if you don't even know who you are and you set down this road, go down this road to success, by the time you pull out your driveway, they're going to pick you apart. Right. They will take parts of you that is truly you, steal them from you, and then somehow convince you that you're stealing from them. Mm -hmm. That's the game. This, this you know what I'm saying? This, you know, this, they will somehow make you feel like this is so, this is, if you don't protect your head, then they will come and take it off your shoulders. You feel what I'm saying? I, uh, you know the name of the gang. Be bad at looking so change snatched. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I wanted to ask you, like, who, what, what would the song be that you uh, allowed these gentlemen to listen to? Like, your, uh, your inspirations, like, they get a hold to your music. It, I know it's a certain thing. I know it's something that you've put into this song that you just hope you want to resonate with them when they, when they give it a listen. Yeah. I'm not gonna say if. I'm gonna say when. Yeah. When they give it a listen. I know it's something that you wanted them to hear. Because the confidence is there. Yeah. Like, you are, you are manipulating it. You are s swerving on these beats rather nicely, sir. You are you are doing very well with actually transitioning and, and being careful to say what you want to say in these bars and then just coming up off of it. Like, I ain't really hear you rushing bars on none of this. It, it just fell into place. You know what I'm saying? So That's another reason to be uh, kind of... I wouldn't say long to do this, but uh, I really, I just don't, I don't want to rush nothing. I want to get done, like even what she was saying earlier, just about putting in like a time, a time, yeah, like I wanted to be done by May, but it didn't happen that way. Uh, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of, well, I ain't going to say unfortunately, right. but, we're not going to say that. You feel me? But a lot of things, a lot of uh, what really, made me believe in the project even more came after May. Right. And it was a reason yeah. for having to extend after exactly. May. Exactly. You so know? That, that, I felt like that was that was all God, you feel me? Yes. Even having it planned out like that because like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm like, okay, this is it, you feel me? This this is when I'm gonna cut it cut it. And this is when I'm going this is what I'm rolling with. Mm-hmm. Even after post production and all that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see why it didn't drop and make because mm -hmm. it probably wouldn't have had an impact like exactly. it, it does now. Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, that's that's definitely the reason I uh, I, I ain't gonna say wait so long, but it, it, it kind of like came out when it did. Yeah, you can't rush the process. Right. Exactly. You can't let it. I put a status up like that the other day. <laughs> like you can't let these people trick you into playing the games that they want to. Like some of this stuff really is just chuckles. Like you know how people be like, it's not chuckles, it's chess. No, I'm no. Not, I'm so, I mean, some, sure, some stuff really is just chuckles though. Like this ain't even difficult. Yeah. This does not require you to have a strategy. A strategy. Right. No. 
don't let people come into your environment and sit down at your table where you are clearly playing checkers and tell you this chess baby yeah. Yeah. you got to get with the rules baby no you know what rules you got like you know what game you playing you know when to move and you know what's an apt time for you to move and what time it is that's how I feel about timelines and time constraints and deadlines and all of that. You know what's dead deadline. You know what's because words mean things. Mm -hmm. You know that you need to have something submitted by this. It's fun for you to make a challenge of that, but also if you know. But look at it like yeah. this. Look at it like yeah. it's a challenge. Don't look at it like I have to right. provide this by this point. Yes, you know? because even if you can't then you should at least have something about it. Like, yeah. you know, it's a difference between you saying, okay, this is a deadline I want to meet. This is a goal I want to achieve. And then you work towards that. And then for whatever reason, it just doesn't happen. Versus this is a goal I want to achieve. And then you you lollygag and you procrastinate uh, yeah. and yeah. You, you talk yourself out of it. And then by the time this date happens, you have nothing to show for a date that you set within your own self. Mm -hmm. Like, doubt isn't the only, you know, murder of ambition and dreams. Procrastination is. Right. And it it's, is. it's poison. It is <laughs> it is poison, bro. Like, I know me, myself, like, it is difficult as hell being a perfectionist and a procrastinator. Oh, Jesus. It is one of the most ridiculous <laughs> predicaments to place yourself in because you know want something to sound a certain way, you want something to be a certain type of way, you want to be presented a certain type of way, and, and then, then you and then you just, well, well, sometimes it's not even just you lollygagging, it may be anxiety, yeah. it may be your fear of being great, you right. have to identify what it is, that's why knowing yourself works, like, you know when you BS, like, because mine is lollygagging, yeah, that's what mine looks like, it's like, not, bro, you could have been took care of this, you could have been did this, yeah. this could have been finished weeks ago, uh -huh. but you actually sat here and decided to place other small insignificant things in front of you to say okay this means this means a lot right now mm -hmm. because of the moment that I'm in mm -hmm. regardless of what the impact is of the big thing that you're supposed to have already accomplished like you got a report that's due on the 14th yeah. and it's the 10th and you're like man I can write this in two hours Ooh. so you don't do nothing on the 10th or the 11th and you look up the morning of the 14th and it's like ah oh, man like, you literally chose to supplant other things in front of you when you could have been taking care of this. That's right. And I think that's that's one of my biggest pitfalls. It's like, bro, when the, when the problem pop up, take care of it right then. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the reason why I am right now. Like, the way I am right now. It's like, whenever there's an issue, no matter what it is, she could call me with something. And the second she tells me, I'm already moving to fix whatever it is. Yeah. And it's, I had a mentality now because it's like, I've sat here and watched so long how stuff just get kind of thrown to the wayside yeah. where you had this perfect opportunity to get it done and you didn't. And it's, it's a lot of the things that I've been faced with over the past year that has shown me like whenever something touches you, whenever something crosses your mind or something enters your spirit, like that's, that's the time to do it right then. Now, you can try to figure out if there's a better time to do it, mm -hmm. but that hit your heart or that came onto your spirit for a reason. Yeah. It's a reason why that manifested. Yeah. And I've been taking the lessons of listening to that voice instead of looking at it like, oh, I'm going to doubt what it is telling me. Yeah. No, I'm just going to pay attention to it. Yeah. I'm going to constantly pay attention to it. And me being the person I am, I know myself and I know the voice I hear. That's right. I know right. when this is giving me something I can use. And I know when this is doubt talking. Yes, yeah. yes. Because I had those moments where I'm in the car and you can pass by a car lot. Like, man, that car fly. I can't wait till the day I go to a car lot and just buy one. Like, I ain't got to worry about how much I got to do with this and move these numbers around. I ain't got to do that. I can just go get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And in the midst of that, you start thinking about all the stuff that you got to do. Like you start weighing yourself down with all the negative yeah. emotions and thoughts that you put yourself through throughout the day to say, damn, I got to take care of this. Instead I got to take of care of this. Doing it. Exactly. So yeah. I'm getting to that point where I'm trying to, I'm like, that's the master of my energy I got to do mm-hmm. and the control of my emotions that I have to do. Because it's like, I'm, I'm, I see this picture in my head of what everything's supposed to look like. And it's like, I'm so... Exactly. I'm a perfectionist because I look at the smallest points of the picture. And they have to be on point when I, when I zoom it in. Or else it ain't right. I don't care if you can't see it when you zoom out to the big picture. Because those matter to me. She's the direct opposite. If the big picture don't look right, she ain't with it. And I'm so fine too. That's why we work so well. Like, whenever we're trying to conspire or something, it's like... I'm paying attention to those little small finite points. And all those things mean so much to me. And I'm not going to let up until those things are taken care of. So Productivity I, I, slows down when you, like, your productivity. Yeah, when you too when you when you too critical, when you place yourself in this box to where you cannot move unless you're moving to this scientific measurement of step. Like, you have to move within bounds. And I can't move like that. Creatives yeah. cannot move Your like that. You, is blocked. It's stopped. You, know? yeah. you, you can't put yourself in a position to where you have to put yourself in on a schedule. Now, there is something that comes with being creative that is called discipline. Being disciplined enough to be able to work at your craft when you don't want to or not even just your craft. I mean, being able to do something when you don't feel like it is probably the moment when you really need to do right. it. Right. Because let's say you aren't somebody who is a perfectionist. Let's say you're not lazy. Let's say you're not a procrastinator and you have something come in your life and you don't move at it right then. What is that? That is anxiety. Sometimes anxiety and the fear of being something other than what we know ourselves to be currently, that strangles the life out of us. Because you're afraid to go down this corner because you have worked up inside of your head the monsters before you have even looked at what's in your artillery. Like you don't even know that you got guns big enough to knock down shake or you got guns big as Bow Wow. You feel me? You don't know (laughs) what you don't know what your powers are so you automatically afraid that's why i say bro you have to know thyself you have no say yes it's so hard to do that in a society that perpetuates fear you know yes it it is so extremely hard to ignore that ignore that and, and do outside of that yeah you have to train yourself and you have to be able to be knowledgeable about what it is that you are feasting on like, what is your environment? What is your environment? What does your environment look like? Because, man, I just stayed on, I just stayed in every side of Birmingham. I just stayed, I stayed in Baltimore. I just stayed in West End. I just stayed in Wildham. I just stayed in Inglenook. I just stayed everywhere inside of Birmingham, for real. East side, North side, West. I just stayed there. Inside of all of these neighborhoods, bro, I swear to God, my block was probably the quietest in that neighborhood. I stayed on Wesley Avenue in West End. I went to West End High School, walked home from school, left school. My block was quiet. Man, the neighborhood watch later stayed across the street from me. Big Mom, I used to talk to her all the time. <laughs> it was quiet, so you have to be able to find your peace even in the midst of chaos. Right. And that takes some. That is your responsibility to do so. Right. You have to take whatever you are given and make it your. You make it your mission to at least put balance 
in this place because you can't do nothing about the outside world yet but you can affect you mm -hmm. and then once you affect you by knowing yourself then you witness how you affect everything around you it is literally a domino effect a lot of us want to help the world and we don't even know ourselves you cannot affect your, the world or your environment if you don't even know what you are giving them Right. you don't know yourself the, you have to master yourself and know yourself in order to be able to maneuver through your dreams and I like what Kill said earlier about I want to be able to do whatever I can do because sometimes saying out loud God I want to do this and then when you get that the shoes are too small for you. The running shoes ain't your size. The running shoes ain't your size. <laughs> the shoes are too small for you because you you were destined for something greater. So I kind of have learned to stop. Like, ain't you thankful that God ain't gave you everything you prayed for? What? You have to be careful with your prayers and your dreams because. You, everybody ain't meant to be Beyonce. You might be just a talent. But that's another thing. Why would you put Beyonce as the pinnacle of talent? You have to measure what talent. Be realistic in this. Right. Like, don't put labels on yourself. These are all things that will cause you to slow up your momentum. Listen to yourself. First, first, hold up. Wait a minute. Identify who you are. And then I identify the voices that are talking to you. Because a lot of us be talking about that God said. You don't know if that was damn God. <laughs> that could have been you. Right. Dressed up with a wig. Nigga, you don't know if that was God. You don't know if that was you. God told me to get some ice cream. God told me. God would want this. <laughs> like, you don't know that. Identify yourself. The spirit moved in me. Yeah. I'm a punch nigga in the face saying that to me. The spirit said, what? <laughs> Nigga, what spirit was that? need to get up on my What? Yeah, so identify yourself, like, and that will be able to. You the one that's got to drive the vehicle. Yeah. Right. You right. the one that's got to drive the vehicle, the dream vehicle. You the one that's got to do that. And purpose propels it. Your purpose propels your trip to, to dream it's vehicle. Exactly. And how? What, what's going to happen to make this trip solidify itself to because this trip has to be worth it. Mm -hmm. Because you're not, if you're going somewhere that is literally the pinnacle of what you want out of life, everything that can oppose you is going to at that point because you just stated what this is. Yeah. This is life to me. Yeah. This means more than anything else. And now everything around you knows that. Chasing payments. Exactly. Like if you decide that you only going because you finna get a big cash cow, exactly. what happens when you get the money? What happens when you get the money? Does the momentum go? Exactly. You don't have. What is your purpose after? Yeah. Like, I think that's the that's the biggest thing. I think that's why people fall off. That's why people don't don't manifest what they supposed to is because they leave the lofty goals. They don't try to aspire towards. They want the fruit that's right here at the bottom. They gonna cost them that much. And once they get it, it's like okay, well I got what I came for now. No goods, no glory. Exactly. So at that point, you fizzle out. You don't have nothing else to aspire to. Now you grabbing this stuff. And you start to lose your identity because you can't identify what's going to help prepare you further than this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's where that constant evaluation has to come from. Right. That's why it's never, right. it's a never-ending journey. Like people think that once you identify with something inside of you that speaks louder than.
and everything else that once I do this, I'm done. No, it's it's something in this. It's a vein in this that's going to propel itself to keep going. Like this is just the shell that it's inside of. And once you take this shell somewhere, once it opens and it divulges you something else, it's like, okay, boom. It's something else. This this is profiting me. Exactly. Levels. This yeah. is profiting me something else. Like stage one of your life, you get a chest. And this chest is valuable. You don't know why. And then once you cross a certain point, it's like it opens. Mm -hmm. And now you look inside and, okay, what is this? And once you identify what this is, this next level of purpose that you've been bestowed with, as you start to go, like you still going to have the same... The oppositions, once you get to a new level, it's the same oppositions. It's the same configures inside the game, so to speak, but now it's elevated because you've elevated. Yeah. I can't send these level twos and threes at you no more. Now we got to give you these 15s. Right. And, and what you went through exactly. in those other levels prepared you for what you have to fight. Exactly. The adversity that I see now, it prepared me to be able to defend myself and do that. You damn right. Exactly. Despite what's going on. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So what do you, what do you hope? That people get from your music, like what do you hope that people get from your music at this point? Because I think you can listen. I think you can listen to us. I mean, I know we tough critics, but what do you hope that people are actually getting from you? Like, what is something that you feel that you? What is the one thing you want them to get? Like, they can get various other things. But what yeah. is the? What do you want? Um, my main, my main goal is to blow up. Like, like, like I don't, I don't know, know nobody. <laughs> to understand me but I wasn't just talking about myself because I understand my people at the same time yes. so I want, I want them to take away from this um, being that I do care about my people you feel me? but I do understand my people at the same time uh, I want them to I want them to listen to the message because I do talk about I do talk about God. Uh, I want them to understand that God is a big factor in my life. You feel me? I wouldn't get this. I wouldn't have got this far without God. Okay. Um, understanding God, understanding true God. You feel me? And not what the world taught us. Yes. You feel me? Um, just understand that throughout each track, like each track got a message. I want them to dig and dive deep into each each track. I wanted to have some type of replay value, not for numbers, but for for wisdom. You feel me? For for clarity. They crop pot flow. Exactly. What? Yeah. I, I want people to listen to stereotypes and not just be like, oh, he just an everhead nigga. Yeah. You feel me? Slanging pistols. Sipping, sipping liquor like oh that's not what I said that for it's a mirror exactly I said that because I understood what I was doing mm -hmm. exactly and I recognized that speak truth to power and like me and Curry we went back and forth about that track for so long it was like man I don't think you need to put that on the table I don't think they gonna get it I don't think that I was like look mm -hmm. bro I was like look the no. one who need to get it gonna get it exactly. cause he gonna identify what you saying you would never had a nigga me too yeah he gonna feel it and before I even dropped the tape I played that record for so many people like I said that beat crazy the hood the hood niggas the hood brothers the hood the kings mm -hmm. if I'ma call them kings but the kings that stay in the hood that live by that hood code they felt that track the most 
because of what I said. You feel yeah. me? And like me, we were going back and forth like for so long. After when I made that track and I played for him, he was like, man, I don't know if they gonna, I don't know if they gonna get that. Ooh, ooh, I was like, I told him, I was like, bro, trust me. You feel me? I know what I'm doing. You feel me? Just like in your field, you know what you be doing. Uh -huh. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm in there with you. Saying yes. and say, Absolutely. hey, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than this. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I'm somebody. 
Because you don't know if you were the first person to actually stop them yeah. in their tracks and say, wait a minute, nigga, I ain't never look at it like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I never looked at it like Shoulder said, like, you, you probably saving somebody by that. And with multiple, that's why I asked, like, what did you want people to get from it? Is That's, uh, I was going to say, that's really why I did it. As a, like, I really released it as a, I wanted to release it with the project because I felt like if I just released it by itself, or if, even if I would have left that that end piece off without those, without that that little interlude at the end, the skit at the end, I felt like it would have been t- taken the wrong way. Yeah. And then like the nigga moment was 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 exactly. Yeah. And even before even before, even before the song came on, when I left off on Mr. Unknown, when I was saying uh, the experience, well, how you know yourself being never experienced, experience well, like in the sunshine. Exactly. Like I left. I. I I recorded that after I did that, and because uh, it was so much going on at that that time, like when I recorded that song, that was a recent song, but I left it off that way because I was just saying like, how you how you know yourself? Me you never experienced well. You think you know yourself? Yeah. You know the stereotype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's you interesting you say that because um, they say money changes people. You know, that's what they say. But it's really, it shows you who you are. Who you are. Who you were. You know what I'm saying? You just, I I can see it now. I am that now because I have it. Yes. So it's interesting that you say that because that's what, that's what we say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in in a sense. Yeah, I thought it was just me. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it, it can go opposite ways because you can get that money and then you can become that brown line. who you thought you weren't, but you really were. Right. But right. Then, it shows like, you who you are. Yeah. But in a sense, if your if your intentions were different, if you if you if you really had good intentions, uh, it ain't even dealing with money. It's really just like because a lot of things can be wealthy. Right. To different right. People. Say that. Like, I feel like knowledge is wealth. Is wealth. Wisdom. Um, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, dealing with the Bible, I feel like that's I feel like that's the most wealthiest thing that I have in my life right now because it's showing me how to get through different situations. Just like it uh, said, Solomon was the uh, was one of the most richest men on the earth because he had wisdom. Mm-hmm. You feel right? Mm-hmm. That's something nobody can ever take from you, though. Yeah, what you know? Yeah. Eventually, eventually it got to him, but. He, he that's what that's what made him because mm-hmm. that's what he asked for exactly wisdom. he didn't he didn't ask for he didn't ask for money yeah he asked for wisdom yeah and with wisdom you can do so many things you can't acquire money saying, off just wisdom exactly. you know that's right that's why i was saying earlier if i'm a 50 or 60 year old rapper not not saying there's anything bad with that because if you still doing if you still opening up avenues for people you feel me i can't argue with that right but if i'm a 50 or 60 year old rapper if I have wisdom, I can understand, I can paint a vivid picture for the next young artist coming up to be right, like, look, right. this is the better route to take. You feel me? So From experience, I, I can tell you this. So now somebody that's going to be sitting in that chair where you are, they're going to say, hey, he inspired me to be here. You know what I'm saying? Now you're going to be the inspiration. Yeah. You came on this show saying who you were inspired by. That's right. Now that person's going to be sitting there saying, hey, he inspired me. That's right. Yeah, so. That's what we all should hope to be, though. Like, we all essentially are just flames in the wind. Like we all have a time to flicker, we all have a time to glow, we all have a time to shine, and then one day your flame 
goes away. However, you pass the torch. yes, and you pass the torch, and people who were there to to witness your flame will speak of your legend. People who were there will, will speak on how you lit up the room for them, right. and and how you were a, a light source or a place of heat for them. You know what I'm saying? But we all are there. Like it's it's all about. Sometimes when I when I think of what music is and the it's the reason why the the, the industry manipulates it so much. It's the reason why rap music is used and violated and, and bastardized to make and push a narrative to make to poison the brains. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why it's like when I hear this, it's like, okay, this your beat selection is before dude even said it on the, on the album. I was like, man, this this selection, this beat selection is nice because I think people think that younger rappers or just rappers from the south period they supposed to rap with that same cadence I was talking about. It's all supposed to be so processed. Yeah. Like bologna balls, man. Like everybody's just out here with the signs. South meat balls. South meat. Like the meat balls. Like it's gonna get you through struggle balls. Yeah. You feel me? Like microwave panties, panties. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just stupid. You gonna get it won't. It's, it's just ugly. So when I listened to it, I was appreciative because it's like, man, this is my culture. This is the music of my culture. This is the soul music that I, I yearn for and this is somebody who's younger who's doing this and who's showing that this still works going against the grain yes like he, he don't sound like his age yeah. at all like I, knowing that you're 23 and this is the content that that's you're making, wisdom like that's beautiful like that's beautiful because like listening to it I don't the fact that I I know who made the music didn't dawn on me while listening to it and I think that's the most intrinsic part of it for me. It's well, like I'm listening, live, so. like I'm listening to it, and it's like, okay, like I've heard dude talk in front of me. Yeah. But hearing how he's talking right now right. versus how he talks when I'm sitting in front of him or chop, just chopping it up with him, it seems like a whole different mode. It's conviction. Exactly. You can see that the the the, the flip, the it's switch just, get flipped. Exactly. Seeing him perform live is a completely different experience as well. Um. It's another echelon. He go there as, as, as if you didn't think he could go even further than the album. Like he actually go <laughs> there with a microphone in his hand too, which was not. I didn't listen to the album. Surprised. I listened to the album wanting to be right. I listened to the album like, okay, young nigga, I done set up here. <laughs> I know you finna come with some heat. Don't you better don't come play with, with me. Don't play with me because I'm gonna come. I'm, I'm in your show. What is this? <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. I was, I was, um, it beat out my expectations a little bit because I was, I didn't see the, um, the grittiness coming. I didn't see the grittiness coming and I was just pleasant, pleasantly surprised with it because I just like to hear rappers from my, from my region talk that shit. I do. Like, I, I'm all for uplifting, but I love to see somebody know who they are. And that's why, from the point when you said, that's, uh, it stuck out to me so much when he was like, shit, I ain't no neither. They didn't know who they was in front of, who they were in front of. And then he said, I didn't know either. I was like, okay, at some point in this album, he going to show me who, who he is. is. Yeah. At some point in this album, he going to show everybody 
that moment. Like, nah, I'm not just talking to y'all. Like, shit, I ain't know neither. That's me saying, nigga, I didn't know before, but now I know now. Okay, so now that you done sat up here and invited me to this doggone realization point, let me see what you got. Um, and I have been pleasantly surprised. Not, not surprised, but very entertained. I, I think that this project... Um, it's one that if you are somebody who's a connoisseur of hip-hop and if you are somebody that wants to listen to the Birmingham rap scene and the Bama rap scene completely, because I'm not about splitting Birmingham and Bellsville. I'm saying if you are in the 205 area, cold nigga, or if you in 334, 256-251, whatever, if you are looking for what Alabama has to offer in terms of hip-hop and this culture, I would strongly advise you to listen to the words of Michael Cure. Cure with a K. Cure with a K. I need y'all to check this project out because it. Yeah. Bam's happy about it. Yes, I am. Very Bam's happy about, happy about it. Like, and I, I'm, I'm not easy. Okay. I'm really not. Like, I, I'm. It, it take a lot because I've everything. heard. Especially like, with music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm one of them people that I'm sitting there Nigga and won't even listen to your bars if your music, if your, if your mastering's off. Yeah. He ain't gonna listen to your bars. Like, you could be cold as hell. He could be like, I feel like if they played it, they played it up under the water. That's what he's <laughs> Like, that's what he's gonna say. <laughs> Man, like, I feel yeah, like. That's, that's so crazy. Like, um, before I was gonna drop the tape. Is like, this on a Nokia phone? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before I was about to drop it, I felt the same way. Like it was uh, one track. I'm not gonna say which track it is, but I just felt like it was off. And I listened to it in so many different ways. Like I listened to it as tra I was listening to it as a trash headphone for one. That's why I felt like that. Mm -hmm. I listened to it in my car all the time. But when it got closer to the date, I started critiquing stuff a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. So like. I was like, okay, this off, this off, this off. You feel me? Let me go back and fix this. Everything I fixed, and it was this one track. I was like, okay, this is off. And I was in the trash headphones. I listened to it in my car. I went home for about two hours, listened to it in some, some studio headphones, off my phone, then I plugged it up to the computer, listened to it off the computer. And I was like, You tripping? Yeah, I'm tripping. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I'm tripping. Because, uh, it sounded good, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave it alone. And you started to doubt? Yeah, I started to doubt. And then, like, even, um, I'm going to get out of uh, the deluxe tape, you feel me? And it was a track on the... Um, ah Y'all got to pay for y'all, y'all should. <laughs> Go and support these. Tell yeah. them where they can find this. This is on uh, Bandcamp. My phone died, so I couldn't even drop the links. But it's on you Bandcamp. You irritate. I'm going uh, to try to get a charge in. Drop a link. <laughs> <laughs> but if if, if y'all wanna, you feel me? Get at me. Reach out to me on social media, Michael Cure on Facebook. And you feel me? Just hit me up. Be like, you want a hard copy? I come by, drop it off. It, it's me, worth I'll it. Pull up on you. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. And yeah. I'm, I'm not even gonna take it light. Like it's worth it. Yeah. And like like I was I was about to say uh, even on. Even on one of the, uh, uh, the deluxe tracks, I was basically saying, like, I'm living my life as a second guesser. You feel me? Just because of certain things like that. Like, I said that before that happened, but now it kind of resonated because mm -hmm. I'm like, right, I'm going to get ready to drop this. I'm telling folks about it. I'm promoting the movie, movie, and I'm just like, okay. This hey, Perkins, drop the link. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, Perkins. Perkins came out the bed. Oh! Take a moment to hear our sponsor before we irk out this thing. We appreciate y'all. Y'all be blessed. 